I feel it. I'm with it. If you didn't hear from one of the previous episodes, Aaron's going to be uh, off the show for just a little bit, popping in here and there. And it would be terribly boring if it was just me doing this podcast. So we've got some some new regular people to, to talk about hentai with. Yay! <laughs> you want to introduce yourselves? Tell us what you're about. Uh, I mean, you've both been on the show before, but... Yes. I guess I'll go first. Um, I'm Cake. I've been a guest before. Um, I lived in Japan for a little bit, so I've got that cultural background. I love the bilingual bonuses that I can provide. Um, yeah, I like the girls, and I really like that gay shit. Really like girl on girl. Um, yeah, and I like doing a lot of research, and yeah. Yeah, Kelsey's the one who always has like an actual just tons of pages after hentai homework. Mm-hmm, my notes. Yeah. My research. Everyone comments how you're you're so educational on your episodes. Oh, that makes me happy. And recently, didn't you you get into like a new genre? Yes, I did. Thank you for reminding me. Um, I've recently gotten into that furry shit, and I've always been into monster fucking. So anything that has to do with monsters or furries or girls, I'm down for you you've just expanded from furry adjacent to full furry yeah it was a matter of time um <laughs> it always is <laughs> yeah and i guess just being bored in quarantine i went from having one persona to having three and that could change we'll we'll see what happens i'm open to more personas just a, a full a furry harem a full yeah. household Oh gosh, that would be a terrible crossover. Her house. Her house. A hundred and one personas. <laughs> That's too many. Uh, and then, yes, in the other corner of the ring, we've got Aurora. Uh, yep, my name's Aurora. I've been on the show a couple of times before. Um, my background in hentai is just watching. I don't really have a ton of, I'm not really somebody who, uh, gets into the educational portion of it. Um, <laughs> are you just too you know, distracted yeah. while it's happening? That's okay. I, I suppose, um, I also enjoy it for the comedy side of it as much as I do. I do enjoy hentai for like, you know, kind of the sexual aspects of like getting horny and things of that sort. I also love it for the comedy side of it too. Um, not to say that like, you know, making fun of people who watch hentai, but sometimes when you watch hentai, there's some absurd things that happen. And there are a lot of people that kind of play on that um, side of hentai as well. And it's just a good time. I love having a good laugh. Yeah. It's not making fun of everyone. It's just buck wild sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, she did what? His dick where? You're like, you know, I never thought at, when I woke up this morning, I would see a penis the size of a house destroy entire neighborhood. But here I am. Yep. Yep. Um, I also really, really enjoy uh, really disgusting, gory hentai, um, which is something that we haven't really talked about very much. But I really like the stuff where people like 
kind of like get cut open and not necessarily like some gross like people having sex with dead people not so much that but like there's an artist today that I'm going to talk about that really really does this super well where it's pretty gory and like gross and there's lots of blood um and things of that sort um so yeah yeah because in the past you you've uh reviewed like some spooky stuff and everything yeah but didn't really push anything so so you've got someone today for us yes okay Interesting. So, so yeah, today uh, we're just going to talk about some artists, not really like reviewing full works, but just kind of mentioning some some different like lewd artists. Also, Aurora, I thought I'd bring it up. You you said you disagreed with something from the the middle class film class crew about like not being influenced about uh, media. Yeah, um, I listen. Obviously, I I listen to the podcast pretty regularly. I've listened to all the episodes, and the last episode that came out was with them, and they had talked about how, like, one of them, like their wife, had to watch it with them because she, she like didn't he, they like didn't want to be influenced by like what they were watching. I think they like got it on beforehand, if I remember correctly. Yeah, which is like totally bass backwards. Like, watch porn with your partners, y'all share with your partners with the kind of weird stuff that you like i mean the worst thing that's gonna happen is like they're just gonna be like no i'm not into it the best thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna have some crazy buck wild sex while also watching your favorite pornos yes so one time when i was younger like oh god 19 it's above board um i was with my girlfriend and we were like on some some goofy website uh, we we didn't know what to pick, so we just like went for the top, like one of the top rated. And this was a, a pirating site because I was young and dumb and just into crime, I guess. Um, and I didn't realize it was it was a big mixing pot of all sort of content on this website because <laughs> it was like the Adventures of the Invisible Man, and I was thinking like that sci-fi horror older movie, Invisible Man. Uh, no, yeah. it was a porno, um, but like. We didn't get turned on or anything. We just spent the good, like, I think it was like 20, 30 minutes just laughing our ass off on how, like, cheap it was done. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's good times, you know? But wait, wait, wait. Do you remember if it was Invisible Man themed? Yeah. Like, was he invisible? He like, was invisible. Like, the hat and the sunglasses and all wrapped up in the bandages and then like unwrapped all of his bandages and then just had like a huge wiener. I think they <laughs> forego the bandages. I, I think they did do this, the sunglasses and hat though as a tribute. This sounds like I would want to watch. Yeah. Was his dick invisible though? Yeah. He did have that invisible <laughs> dick. Oh my God. <laughs> is uh is kind of a letdown when it comes to live action stuff because like you know they they do the camera angles and stuff so you don't have to so like they don't have to over process things and like special effects and stuff yes whereas in hentai like if there's invisible dick you know you're getting a camera angle that is just like her vagina open up yeah that could be interesting i'll look it up after we're done here yeah i'm, I'm sure we can find something but yeah cake you want to kick things off yes i would love to so because i'm a fucking gemini and i can't decide on one thing i have three people that i wanted to talk about but i'll just oh, talk about course. one for now come back to it because i'm a gemini but my first artist that I want to talk about today is actually probably one of the first artists that I started really getting into when I started browsing hentai. Um, and I think it might have shown up like in a sidebar ad or something and I clicked on it. 
Um, today's artist is in case, and you can find them at buttsmithy.com where that hosts their comic Alfie, which is what they're most well known for. Or you can find them at in case art on Twitter. And what I really like about them is they have this ongoing comic called Alfie and it's been going on for like years, just years, tons of pages, beautiful, gorgeous art. And it's, um, a fantasy setting, uh, comic that has a lot of different races, a lot of different body types. Um, like there's like a tiefling allegory race, uh, there's elves, there's halflings, there's orcs. Um, and you just get to see all kinds of different body types and all kinds of different sex. Um, it's very, you know, um, gender inclusive, uh, very, yeah, it's good. It's runs the spectrum. There's something for everybody to be found in Alfie. And I just love how they draw their sex scenes. They're super like long and evolves just pages and pages of like these scenes go on for. So big fan. Oh, so good. The art's very detailed and they're not shy of like doing full body to close up shots and like really showing yes. like moisture. And then like a lot of the work is full color that he does in mm-hmm. his comics. Yeah. And it used to be black and white. Um, I think that's the thing that's the coolest is to see how their art has evolved over the years. Cause this has been going on for forever. Like when I say forever, I mean forever. It's been around for a while. Yeah. The the first time I saw In Case was their comic called um, The Booth. And it was like this like blowjob, like phone booth kind of area where you just like walk in and there's a girl like putting lipstick on. And uh, this Futa girl just gets a, a blowjob. Um, nothing like too plotty or, or in depth. In fact, I've got it right here. It's seven pages, you know, kind of a short thing, but it just kind of had this like, mm, like kind of atmosphere that a lot of like hentai does it. It's a little bit more Western style, but it it's some good stuff. One thing some of their work reminds me of is like Magic the Gathering card art. Yes, yes. If you ever thought about like, you know, just jacking off to your your Magic the Gathering deck, just check out In Case instead. Yes, I agree with that. I feel like, um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, you can do what you want. You are the master of your own destiny. So, yes, if you want to. You want to jerk it to magic cards? That's fine. But use but yeah. screen pro- or card protectors, please. <laughs> card protectors. Um, but yeah, I really like their art, and I think they've been around for a long time. And I feel like uh, it's definitely shaped like maybe my my taste for hentai. Um, they draw nipples really well. They draw pussy really well. They draw dicks really well. So definitely worth checking out. If you need something long to read, like really recommend it. And it's about to be wrapping up. They said recently, um, I think they have two more chapters planned and they're going to be long, like 160 pages, but it is coming to an end as all good things must. All right, Aurora, you want to, you want to jump on? Yeah, sure. Um, so I only have one artist for you today because um, I like to keep it simple. This uh, particular person that I brought um, is named G.Y. And it's literally just G and Y. And I was able to find 
pretty much all of his stuff on Faku because he is actually published by Faku. And um, it is a Western style comic or a hentai. I'm sure everyone knows the difference between like the traditional hentai and then like the Western style. And the first hentai that I read by him was called uh, Thicker Than Water. You know, it's it's interesting. And I was like, huh, this is really cool because the thing that I like what he does is there's a lot of different body types. They're all human. Um, it's not like a fantasy comic, not this particular one. But, you know, there are men who have like these like regular looking beer guts and like normal sized penises. And then there's like really like toothy like super skinny like dudes with like huge wieners and like there's just like and all these women like some women have tiny butts and tiny boobs or huge boobs and like a big belly or like stretch marks so that's kind of an interesting thing that I feel like this person has added that actually like looks really nice and smooth but the particular hentai that I love that he does is called Black Moon Prophecy it came out last October and um, it is a gory hentai. Um, and the thing that I love about it is that like in like the first chapter, there's this woman and she's a demon and she wants to eat this virgin because that's what you do when you're a demon. You consume virgins like you do. Of course. And he is just like, oh, I'm a little virgin. It's so great. And just totally gets eviscerated. Like just organs spilling out onto the floor and he's like dying and they he does these really interesting um panels where it's like from the point of view of the person who is dying where it's like kind of faded and you can't really tell what's going on so it really gives the idea of like oh this person's like fucked up like they're probably gonna die they're pretty short hentais, which I also kind of enjoy. Um, I will read a long hentai, but like something that's like 200 pages is kind of kind of gets like excessive for me. And I'm just like, OK, like it's time to move on to something else, especially on the computer. I'm definitely more of like a, an in-hand um, book reader, um, which is why I tend to move towards um, more uh, like videos and things of that sort. You like animated stuff better? Yeah, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I like it better. It's just sometimes I'm most of the time I'm more lazy than I should be. <laughs> just want like hype fed to you. Yeah, it's just like eh, just bring on the content. Um, so yeah, but these are gory, gory panels. There's guts spilling everywhere. You know, there's a person who comes in and rescues him and she like punches this girl in the face and her head explodes. And it's just like all this. But of course, everybody's naked because, you know, it's hentai. And there's like boobs flying all over the place and just like blood spurting everywhere. And um, yeah, it's really uh, it's really great. And then the panels themselves, I really enjoy because the way that they're stacked together is always like really interesting like it's not just like panel after panel you know there's a whole page and there's like a bunch of teeny tiny little panels and sometimes there's like a picture in the background a picture in the foreground um so he definitely uses a lot of those different kind of techniques it seems um all together 
it's just like a really smooth. Oh, and the other thing that I wanted to mention is the genitals on the women in that this guy particularly does. I see a lot of hentai where all the pussies look the same, which is fine, but not all pussies look the same. Like they're all different. True. You know, they're all different colors, they're all different whatever. In this particular uh hentai manga, there's like, you know, like longer clitorises. There's like <laughs> in one of the um in one of his hentais in thicker than or actually I think it's uh the cure for kleptomania. The main character, um, everyone calls her uh beef curtains, <laughs> which is horrible, but like she's got these like flappy labia and she's like, Yeah, I've got these like really extended labia, and she's like totally into it. So that's something that I really enjoy because I'm all about like the different body types and like the thicker girls, the skinny ones, you know, the tiny boobs. I'm yeah. definitely somebody who really enjoys variety over just like kind of seeing the same hentai girl and guy over and over and over. Yes. It's nice to get like the different bodies and show different people. And cause like, yeah, you want to experience it all vicariously through hentai. Yep. Well, and I feel like it's good too, because a lot of people talk about like when you're younger and growing up, like how you should have a conversation with children about pornography and be like, Hey, you know, this isn't always like what it is, but it's always good to have a representation of like, Hey, you know, bodies are different. You know, you don't have to feel awkward about you because look, here's this thing that also is similar. So, yeah. So I think it's just really great to kind of like bring in all those different body types and make people be like, Oh yeah, that's totally normal. Yeah. I mean, it's not just about like your own preferences of what you want to see to get off, but also like being able to see someone who looks like you and, Mm -hmm. you know, material like that can can definitely help your, your self image. Representation matters. Yeah. You know, and if it's all the same over and over, you start like just to, to just get into one fixation Mm -hmm. when I was younger and because of hentai, I just got into girls that were like low resolution and pixelated (laughs) yeah unfortunately we can't all be monster girls with like horns and tails so but if we could though but if we could be we would choose to be Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um, just another thing about thicker than water is that um it's it's great and it's beautiful and it looks amazing. And it's all about this like really heavily emo goth chick. Um, but there's this part in the end where it turns out that she, uh, fucks her mom. Oh, (laughs) and it's uh pretty graphic. And they're, and they're also both, uh, with child. Oh, extra. Um, interesting is what i'm gonna go with <laughs> yeah this sounds right up my ass oh, no you know, daughter fucking moms mom fucking boyfriends yeah. you know you just gotta share you gotta share in the family can't be stingy anyone who's listened to all the episodes might know that i uh i'm so disturbed by incest i mean if you're into it by all means but <laughs> Aaron usually brought it up constantly just looking me in the eyes to to just get that irk out of me. <laughs> oh, one one other thing. You said it's Western. It looks more Japanese, though. Um, So the tags, it is tagged as Western. Is it? 
Yeah. And there's actually in a lot of the um, panels, they there are some. So um, Black Moon Prophecy is set in Japan, I believe. But Thicker Than Water is set in Nevada. Oh, I love how in Thicker Than Water, she has a Faku sweater. So interesting that you say that because I also noticed that she has a Faku sweater and there's a on one of the panels, she has a Faku poster. And I was like, oh, that's like really cool that the artist like wrote in his publisher into this thing. Uh, but that's not it. It's Faku is also a, um, I believe, a heavy metal band. Oh, see, I just assumed they put it in that style to make it look like that. Yeah, so I thought so too. But I looked in the comments on Faku and uh, GY actually had um, replied to someone who was like, hey, cool that she's got a Faku sweater. And he was like, oh, that's actually like this band. Oh, so I, I guess. Maybe I'll listen. Yeah. Well, get in his head a little bit about their gore. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, when we cover Thicker Than Water. Then. <laughs> Kelsey, you said you had like a gaggle of other things to cover. Yeah. Okay. So I really like figures, um, even though all my figures are in a box and they're not on display and I feel kind of bad about that. Um, I've spent the last like, gosh, maybe seven years collecting these Bishoujo Evangelion angel figures with their titties out. Um, and that's been a seven year journey and I finally have all of them. Um, So figures have been like a big thing for me and I love like kind of like etchy erotic figures. Um, So I want to talk about a couple of um, figure artists that I really, really, really like. And I feel like their art has influenced my tastes. Um, So the first person I want to talk about is like someone that left a huge impact on me. I remember seeing their figures at Tower Records um, back when that was still a thing. Oh, yeah. That shows how old we are. (laughs) Uh, rest in peace to our records um so i remember going in there and looking at the different figures and i saw these figures they're called monsieur bome and there were these really like erotic bishoujo um busty anime girl figures i think the first one i ever saw was either the oni musume so the oni girl or the um jungle emmy and just uh, Oni Musume is like this Oni girl clad in like tiger skin and like her boobs are half covered and she's got a club. There's multiple versions of this figure. And then I saw the Jungle Emmy one and she's like this girl in tiger skin. Like it's very clear that Ome has a kind of girl that he likes. Um, and I like that. So I never felt like my collection, my figure collection would be complete until I have a Bome figure. Um, and I still don't have one because um, I was so busy working on my Evangelion figures. And now that I have those, maybe I should finally um, make good on my promise to myself and get a Bome figure. The cool thing about Bome, though, is um, he has like some like really good like artist cred for being like a figure sculptor. His figures are super popular. And he even did back in the late 90s a figure exhibition with Takashi Murakami, the artist that's super popular for the super flat design, does the flowers with the faces, Kai Kai Kiki, and is known for those really colorful Louis Vuitton bag designs with the flowers that everybody fucking wanted. Oh, I'm familiar with those. Yeah, but Takashi Murakami had a exhibit in the late 90s called Aeropop Tokyo in L.A. and uh, had some of Bome's figures displayed. 
So it's kind of nice to see a figure artist with a lot of cred. I feel like their style of girl and the attention to detail is really nice. And I feel like even just Google image searching these figures, like you'll see how nice they are for figures. Yeah, I'm going through his Wikipedia page and like just checking things out. And his uh, Halloween Chan is pretty cute. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. His girls are pretty cute. Yeah, the Oni girls, though, just, ugh. They're so cute. I really Don't like them. Onis. And he even did, um, he's done like quite a few like uh, figures from anime. Like I know he did Misty May from Otaku no Video, the bunny girl mm-hmm. uh, from the Gainax OVA. So I have a question uh, for you, Cake. Why, why is it that you think that like sculptors and like figure artists like don't have as much like street cred? <laughs> I think because I feel like figures are in that weird place of being a collectible art place and being maybe considered like a toy or being considered something that's kind of weird, especially when we think about how otaku are perceived in Japan even more so. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more like an underground thing. So it's nice to see a figure sculptor that's worked with an artist that has a bit more of a worldwide presence and also a presence in Japan. Like Takashi Murakami has collaborated with tons of different Japanese brands and uh, Western brands too. So it's nice to see that their names are attached. But yeah, I think because we tend to think of it as like a weird collectible thing rather than it being art, which it is. Yeah. um, People feel weird about figures especially when it comes to erotic figures that like oh what are you gonna do you know look at it while you jerk off kind of thing yeah yeah that makes sense. and plus like I'm sure a lot of people are like oh with the whole erotic figure thing like why would I buy this if I don't feel comfortable displaying yeah. it like if I had my friends come over they're gonna be like uh why do you have this giant busty angel on your mantle what's up with this mind your business <laughs> But yeah, I get it. And um, my figures are all in a box just because I don't have room. I would, I, no shame. Absolutely no shame. Um, I've got anime. I have, so my walls are completely covered and I have anime wall scrolls and posters and I've got anime titties on my ceiling. So mm-hmm. absolutely, there's no shame here. But yeah, I get for, you know, some people, like if you're going to have people over, you might feel weird about it. Though I think most of um, Western anime fandom is not as reserved about hiding their eccentricities as would be a Japanese anime fan. Yeah. So So I haven't bought any yet, but here's what I want. I want a monster girl that is like a flamingo and just, you know, big boobs displaying it all. And I want her to be like a lawn flamingo and just put her (laughs) right out front the door. (laughs) Love it. Maybe just like a sexy little gnome also out there. Mm You know, just something to show as people drive by. Yes. Yeah, they'll be like, I know exactly what kind of person lives there. And it's like, <laughs> mm, don't don't put me in your idea box and make yeah. some assumptions about me. They'd never know who I am, given <laughs> the fact that I have 3D pornography scattered across my lawn. monster girl. I would just go out there taking pictures and be like, it's for work. <laughs> I mean, like. I feel like homeowners associations are so shit anyway. Like 
I feel like living to piss off homeowners associations, like that is a, a legitimate goal. So oh, yeah. Please get your, your anime titty flamingo right. girl. Yeah. For sure. Fuck up suburbia. So you said you have another like sculptor artist, right? Yeah. So this is another artist that I consider like the holy grail of figure artists. Um, and I don't own one of their figures and I need to remedy that. In fact, I was kind of going through my, my Tumblr um, and looking at the tag for this artist and reading some of the things that I wrote like 10 years ago about this artist. Um, so that was kind of fun. And I said, um, just like with Bome, I felt like my figure collection wouldn't be complete without a figure from Shunya Yamashita, um, who's another illustrator, but a lot of their works get turned into figures. And I feel like they're most well known for their Evangelion kind of pinup girl figures and they're also really well known for when lollipop chainsaw the game came out yeah i just stumbled on one of those <laughs> they packaged um like a like fabric little scroll of juliet starling and her boyfriend's head and it's super cute like i love how he draws girls he draws perfectly pouty lips nice boobs nice legs they're so cute i can't stand the hair Oh my God. And like, he's also super well known for, I feel like my first contact with his art was probably going into the comic book shop and seeing, um, he's done a lot of DC and Marvel girls, like Bishoujo DC Marvel girl figures. And I remember seeing those and those are absolutely gorgeous too. He's done some My Little Ponies humanized. Yeah. He's, he's got a pretty like broad spectrum of what he does. And he is on Twitter as well. If you just look up Shunya Yamashita, you can find him super easily. Um, and it's always cool to see like what he's up to. There's tons of stuff. Um, he's also gotten pretty well known um, for he does like bishoujo versions of like horror movie protagonists or villains like Freddy and Jason Beetlejuice. and Ash from Evil Dead. Yeah, Beetlejuice. Oh, I'm in love like with sexy. his Beetlejuice. I know. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. She can juice me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his girls are super cute. I really like them. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's something we've never gotten the chance to talk about too much on the show is like figure design. Both uh, the artists that do like the the concept work for them and then the actual like execution of the figures. Um, But it definitely does have like a home in anime culture as a a whole. And then also like hentai work. Yeah. Especially um, if we're talking about like hentai specifically, there's a lot of really erotic and lewd garage kits, which are the ones that you put together and paint yourself. Um, And like, I just have a memory of the first time I went to Japan. I went to into like a multi-story like manga shop and they have figures and stuff like that and going up to the top and working my way down and seeing like all the really lewd figures and all the really lewd manga and stuff and just being like, oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I hate painting D&D figures, so I'd probably hate those too. Yeah, I feel like I don't have a steady enough hand, um, but they are beautiful. And the people that do paint them, like that is a talent. Well, if you guys ever need your lewd hentai figures painted, send them my way. Because it's something that I do. Well, not specifically hentai, but like D&D figurines and things of that sort. Yeah. Nice. Good to know. Who says D&D figurines can't be lewd, you know? 
Oh man, I my main D and D character that I have is pretty much naked. I think I even uh, painted of her like her bottoms non-existent, Ooh. so she just like has no bottoms. It's a pussy out kind of look. Yeah, we'll have to get some visuals on this. Yeah, the creases. I'll have to hunt her down and take photos of her and send yes. them to you. D and D can be pretty lewd sometimes. In fact, there might be something to that. You know, I think you might be right. Anyway, yeah, I just uh, thought this would be a cute, fun little extra episode bonus thing. Hopefully it doesn't fuck up how our episodes look in iTunes, because that's a nightmare. (laughs) But yeah, just a, a little bit of talk about artists and stuff. Maybe we'll do more of these if people are interested in them. If you want to suggest us some artists or just regular full-on hentai works to check out uh, for reviewing episodes, just email us, nymphomercialpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter with just at nymphomercial as well as Instagram. And, uh, oh, there's going to be a Discord soon since that's a thing people want. So that's terrifying, but sure. I would love the suggestions too, especially like, um, cause it's the gory kind of snuff hentai is a little bit harder to find. I feel, um, definitely harder to explain in your search history. Yeah, <laughs> definitely harder to, to explain. So if anyone has, um, any particularly particular nasty gory stuff, I am all eyes and ears. Sounds good. And please send that furry shit my way too. And monster girls. Peace. Yeah, and whenever you send us an email, you're you're more than welcome to like put in the headline specifically who it is, because the less furry stuff I have to look at, you know, the little bit better I'm <laughs> we'll just direct that all cakes way. You don't want to see any wolf penis? You know, ideally not. <laughs> Although I did see a really cute illustration that was lewd of uh Mishiru. Oh, from DNA? Yeah. She's adorable. Yeah. She is adorable. And Shiro is pretty daddy. So <laughs> gotta love that silver wolf daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, the, does the gray go all the way down? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, good luck on your erotic endeavors. <laughs> Why do you have this giant busty angel on your mantle? What's up with this?